Hello world, I go by the name of J5 and I'm sitting here with my lovely wife, Dasha. And we would like to welcome you guys to our brand new podcast, Tripping Over the Broom. So just to give you guys a little background about why we're doing this podcast and who we are, um, I kind of saw a void for something like this. So Dasha's been talking to me about how she wants to start a blog. Uh, She's a journalism major. And so she definitely has the need to get that journalistic creativity flowing. And she hasn't really been able to find time to start a blog. And I told her that, you know, I thought a podcast might be a good idea because it's kind of like a blog with words, you know, words that you speak versus words that you type. So we've been together for almost four years now. And we recently got married on September 3rd of this year. So we're newlyweds and we get a lot of what's the word that you would use to say how our friends talk to us about our relationship accolades yeah accolades is what i was thinking but i was trying not to yeah (laughs) i try not to use that word but but basically our friends always tell us how proud they are of us how happy they are for us and how they almost look up to um our relationship and the, the things that we have in our relationship you know and so i thought this would be a good way to kind of open up a little bit more just to show people how this is just a real relationship. It's a relationship where two people are actually trying. And I think that's kind of hard to come by these days. So here we are tripping over the broom. If you can't tell, you know, (laughs) (laughs) jumping the broom is a, a, used to be a tradition when it came to weddings back in the day, especially for black people. I think that dates all the way back to slave times or not mistaken. Okay. And so, um, but getting married is not always as easy as it seems. And that's why we decided to call this tripping over the broom, you know, and this podcast is not just about marriage. It's about going through life, looking for love and careers and trying to figure it all out as a young millennial and how to make life happen for yourself and get the things that you want, need, desire. We are not experts. We're not professionals. We are just telling our story in hopes that it can help someone else. That's it. So uh, we hope you guys uh, enjoy the ride. We're going to have some topics. We're going to have some guests. Uh, we're going to be bringing in a lot of our friends to speak on life and love. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy. All right. So just to give you guys a little bit of background on who we are. Uh, like I said, we've been together now for going on four years. We recently got married. Haven't even been married a whole month yet. I'm 29. Dasha is 27. We live in the Atlanta area. I'm originally from this area, but Dasha is from... Water Robins, Georgia, 478. Shout out. Woo. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, to let you guys know a little bit about how we met, we were both hanging out with some friends at a bar and we crossed paths and that's where it all began. I don't think either one of us knew at that point that it would get us here, but I think we're both grateful that it did. Speaking of which, it's kind of funny because Dasha wasn't really paying me any attention that night when we met until I asked her this one question in particular. And I'm sure she remembers what that is. John asked me. Oh, sorry, J5, John. You can say John. John asked me, can I take you out on a date? Which I found to be particularly intriguing considering at the time, I think the only things that I had heard from as a pickup line, if that's what you want to call it at a bar, were things like, can I get your number? When can I see you again? Where your man at? And those type of things. But for John to actually ask me, can I take you out on a date? I really think spoke volumes to who he was and what his intentions were with me. Now, I could have been absolutely wrong. He could have, that could have absolutely been a pickup line that he had used a hundred times and it worked a hundred one times. But 
you know, at the time I was like, sure, we exchanged numbers and that's where it kind of took off. So take notes, fellas. Um, <laughs> just ask them, can you take them on a date? Even if you don't mean it, you know, it works. Work for me, it'll work for you. But no, seriously, I think, can I take you out on a date? That's a, that's a good first topic for our first show. I think the reason that I asked her, can I take you on a date, is because when I met her, I was at a point in my life where I kind of knew what I was looking for. I was kind of annoyed with the relationships that didn't mean anything, the just passing time relationships. And I was beyond that. I was literally looking for the potential to spend the rest of my life with somebody. I'm not saying I was looking to get married right away. You know, I mean, that was four years ago. Um, But I was definitely trying to find those qualities in a person that I could spend the rest of my life with. And it was weird, you know, when I would notice that people were missing a lot of those qualities, I kind of would give up on the relationship or dating certain people because of that reason. And so uh, for our first topic, we just want to talk about do people still date? What is a date? What do you expect from a date? I mean, all that good stuff, especially millennials. I think we've gotten a little um, off track when it comes to dating, you know, with the whole Netflix and chill movement and things of that nature, which I think is what Dasha was kind of speaking to when guys ask, you know, when can I see you again or when we going to hang out, when we going to chill? You know, I think guys are a lot to blame for that. A lot of times we just trying to seem cool and we think those are things that sound cool and that you want to hear us say. Um, but that could be quite the opposite sometimes. So, And I think that was what was impressive to me. It was such a non-cool thing to say that it... She it, calling me lame, though. You that? <laughs> it made him human. It made him like... I mean, I think at that point I had realized long before that I didn't want the cool dude. I wanted the serious dude, someone who's not going to be playing games. And I don't know. That question just touched my soul. So to answer the question, do people still date? I definitely think people date. I think people date in different ways, though. The problem is your version of dating may be different from the guy that you're talking to or the girl that you're talking to and their version of dating. And unless y'all can sync those up, it's definitely going to create some issues. I think uh, we were lucky to have the same idea of dating uh, when we crossed each other's paths. And that's helped our relationship out a lot. So let me ask you, Dasha, what is a date? What do you consider a date? Um... It's definitely the courting phase. Um, I feel like dating is getting to know each other. It's just the time for you guys to have conversation, a little background history, kind of like an interview, I would say, uh, mm-hmm. like a job interview, seeing are you the right fit for the job. Now, how much are you paying <laughs> since you're out here uh, giving interviews? Uh, well, I pay very well, so that's Indeed. why only worthy candidates make it to the next round. Don't, don't I, believe the hype, y'all. I.e. I'm still waiting on my first check. <laughs> Go ever. Um... That's what a date is to me. I think you're both interviewing each other and getting to know each other and and seeing um, are similar to what you're looking for. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I actually was thinking what's a date to you on more a literal sense. So like what kind of activities or things should you be doing for it to classify as a date? So like is Netflix and chill, is that a date to you? No. So Netflix ne- and chill is not a date. A date is actually going somewhere together, being seen in public. Because who knows who married out here in these streets these days. (laughs) Um, Going somewhere to do something. And it doesn't have to cost. Um, It could be completely free. Our first date was going hiking up a mountain. And while neither one of us are very athletic or Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) It was. I am extremely athletic. It was completely free. It didn't cost either one of us one thing. Not even parking. We got to see each other. 
I guess you could say at our worst, you know, I was in sweatpants, he was in some joggers and sneakers and neither one of us were dressed up. I don't, I didn't really wear makeup at the time. So, you know, and it was pure conversation. For the record, I think I had jogging pants on. I don't even know if people was wearing joggers back then. Joggers, jogging pants. Well, if you say joggers, people might think of, you know, that new wave of the super skinny leg, baggy crotch joggers. Well... Anyway, I call them leggings. Anyway, they're like these. Uh, That's not what I had on. I had all those <laughs> Nike, uh, like real jogging leggings. pants. No, not those. Anyway, she's a, <laughs> she's a hater. She already then said I'm not very athletic. I don't know where she got that from. <laughs> I'm extremely athletic, but I kind of agree with you as far as what a date is. I do think you have to go somewhere. Now, I don't necessarily think it has to be in public, but I don't think that. Coming over to someone's house for dinner or dinner in a movie classifies as a date. Now, if you wanted to turn it into something like, hey, let's go camping in the backyard, you know, something different and cute like that. I think that works. That's a date. But I think there has to be some real effort put into a date um, as far as the activities or what you're going to be doing. Dasha's looking crazy right now, so I can tell that she don't want to go camping in nobody's backyard. <laughs> but I'm just I mean, that's just a random example. Um, I think. I mean, dates can be a lot of different things. I mean, we, like you said, we went up Stone Mountain for our date. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily typical, um, but it worked. All right, so we know what a date is to you. So talk to me about your best and worst date experience. I'll let you pick which one you talk about first. My best date experience was when I was 16 years old. Um, that was the first date that I had ever been on, actually. So maybe that's why it was my best date. I don't know. But a young man actually picked me up from my house. Like my parents told me all my life that he had to. He actually drove, picked me up from my house. Um, we went to Macon. We went to a restaurant I had never been before. It was really nice. Um, there wasn't a lot of people. It wasn't a chain restaurant. It was something that I never heard of. I think it's called Edgar's, actually. It's not still open, so don't go looking for it, y'all. Um, the food was really good. Everything was really great. After that, we went to a park in Macon. Um, got busy. No. No, no, no. <laughs> we went to a park in Macon, and it was dark out, but we just kind of walked around the park and hung out, talked on the bench, just kind of enjoyed the scenery, enjoyed each other, had conversation. Um, now, on the one hand, I did already know him. I, I had known the guy for a long time through his mom, so... It wasn't that we were really trying to get to know each other. I think we were just more so, we were courting each other. Like, okay, I already know you and we've been crushing on each other for years. So now, like, are we going to take it to the next level? Like, are you going to be my girl kind of thing? After the park, I don't remember. I think we, I don't, I don't remember what else. I think we went and got like coffee or something. I don't know. Like, again, we're 16. So we went to this like coffee shop. Is and that what sixteen-year-olds do? They go to coffee shops. We had like dessert. I'd never had or a coffee or whatever. Some coffee sort of shop nightcap date. type thing. And then he took me home, and it was the best day ever. I remember calling my friend Chantel, being like, "Girl, let me tell you about this date I just went on," and she was just hyping me up. And it was nice. It was romantic. Worst date I ever been on. Now, hold on, before you go to your worst date, so <laughs> you haven't had any adult, any good adult dating experiences. You asked me what the best was. But the best one was a guy picking you up and taking you to a restaurant that you never heard of and then going for coffee. That was the best one. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I can feel that. I just, um, Maybe I think the fact was, that it was your first date has a lot to do with it. Maybe because it was my first date, you know, um, to be perfectly honest, I feel like a lot of my dating in my adult years, I kind of was driven by me. I picked the place or I picked the activity. Um, and maybe that has a lot to do with it to just be mm-hmm. picked up and taken somewhere and right. not having to make decisions, not being asked, what do you want to do next? Or what are we going to do next? Just having it all planned out for me might also have a lot to do with it. Okay. We're going to come back to that too. <laughs> we'll talk more about that, but go ahead. What, what about your worst dating experience? Worst dating experience. I would say the non-existent dates would be my worst date experience. I think I met a guy once at a bar. And it was the, when am I going to see you again? We exchanged number or yeah, no, I met him at his house. I think I met him at his house because there was a, a party thing going on at his house. So it was, when am I going to see you again? We exchanged numbers. I went back to his house. I thought we were just going to like watch TV or Netflix and chill, whatever. No, well, Netflix and chill. No, no, no. I mean, really chill, like yeah, popcorn. Yeah, yeah Netflix for real. Popcorn, Chilling for chill. real. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. No, but he was trying to like Netflix and chill, and I wasn't really trying to do that. And that's not. I had just met him, so it didn't work out. <laughs> okay, that's a good worst date experience. Uh, I can feel that. So for me, it's a little bit opposite. You went back to your youth for your best dating experience. And I'm going to go back to my youth for my worst dating experience. So as hard as it may be to believe, I wasn't exactly <laughs> a ladies man in uh, high school. You know, the girls weren't just falling out at my feet, you know, begging to go on <laughs> dates with me or whatever. So I remember in 11th grade, I got a call from one of my cousins. Um, I have some family in Alabama and one of my cousins in Alabama called me and she was like, hey, um, what you doing on this date and this time? Uh, my prom is coming up and I've got a friend. She's a really nice girl. She needs a date. She don't have a date. Um, I want to know if you might be interested in being her prom date. So me, I'm thinking like I have nothing to lose in this situation. Why not? You know, I get to go to this prom. It's out of town. Meet some new people. I'm gonna be the cool guy from Atlanta. You know, like this is always running through my head. So I was with it. You know, she gave me the girl's number or either gave the girl my number. I can't remember exactly, but we talked on the phone for a little while and we talked about, you know, what we'd be wearing and what we'd be doing, just trying to get to know each other. So it wouldn't be like crazy awkward when the prom actually got here or whatever. So anyway, it was time for prom. I got my tux and everything. Um, had coordinated the colors and all that good stuff. You know, I was looking clean. I don't bleed that. So, uh, my parents drove me down there and they went on like a little mini vacay to Panama city while I was down there. And we go to this prom and everything seems pretty cool and pretty straightforward um, at first. But then, like, little by little, these little annoying things start to happen. Now, let me tell you, I told you I was clean, right? So I had on this all-white tux. You know, that was my choice, the all-white. I felt like I couldn't get no cleaner than that. Um, so, like, while we are at the prom, uh, the girl's acting kind of ratchet, you know, and it's getting kind of annoying to me. And at some point, I can't even remember what she was doing, but she was being so wild and crazy and she was laughing and knocked sweet tea on my pants while I got on this all white tux. This is at the prom or at the restaurant before prom? No, this is the restaurant was after prom. Oh, okay. But um, no, this was at the prom. At the prom, she knocked sweet tea on my pants. I'm like, great. Now I'm in here with this all white tux with this this sweet tea stain right on my crotch. You know, as if I maybe peed on myself or something. Uh, so that was definitely a mood killer. 
but I didn't let that I didn't let that get me all the way down. You know, I recovered. The stain wasn't too bad after it dried up. Um, and so, you know, I kept the party going or whatever. But it's funny because if you look at the pictures that we took from that night, I mean, you could see it all over my face that I was just unhappy <laughs> with this experience. <laughs> but anyway, after leaving that prom, of course, we went to go get something to eat. And so it's me, her, um, my cousin and my cousin's date. And I think there may have been one other couple there. I'm not really sure. I can't remember. While we were there, after we had ordered our food and stuff, my date mentioned how she was getting really hot. You know, it was no problem there, right? But in order to cool herself down, she reached up and she pulled the wig off of her head <laughs> at the table. At this point, I'm done. My cousin dies laughing. The guys are looking at me crazy. And it's just like, I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, this is my date, but it's not really my date, you know? Uh, but that was definitely embarrassing, even though she wasn't my girl. It's like, I can't believe that. I'm here and this is going on. So that was definitely my worst date experience. It was just all around mess, if you have to ask me. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my worst dating experience. Now, for my best dating experience, I'm actually going to jump into my adult life. And just like your date was special because it was your first date, this was my first date of sorts. I would call this date my first real adult date. And I think that's why it's my favorite one. So this date was definitely like an eye opener for me. Because like I said, it was my first real adult date. And I was dating a girl who was, I believe, just a little bit older than me. Like maybe a year, a year or two. Um, I had met her out at the University of West Georgia. Me and one of my friends used to go out there and party a lot. So I met this girl out there through a mutual friend. Um, we seemed to hit it off pretty well. She had family here in Atlanta, so she would come in town to see her mom and stuff like that uh, fairly often. And one of the times that she was going to be in town, I coordinated with her, and we decided to go out on a date. And like I said, it's my first real adult date, so I was trying to figure out, like, what am I going to do? You know, I got to impress her. I got to make sure this is good, this is nice, and all that kind of stuff or whatever. So I'm, like, asking my dad for suggestions and all this kind of stuff. But what I came up with was going to the comedy club. I had never been to the comedy club, but... um. That sounded cool to me. I mean, I like coming. I like to laugh. All women love to laugh. That's for sure. So I bought some tickets to Uptown Comedy Corner, popular comedy club here in Atlanta. So I spent some money on the tickets. I want to say they might have been about $25 a piece or something like that. So I'm like $50 on the tickets. Um, if you don't know, most comedy clubs have like a two-item minimum per person. So, I mean, you got to buy a couple drinks or drinking food or whatever. So no big deal. Um, I had already knew that, so I had planned accordingly. But anyway, I, so I picked her up from her mom's house we went to the comedy show you know we had food and drinks while we were there we had a great time pay for everything of course because i feel like that's what you're supposed to do if you're courting somebody after the show was over she kind of looked at me and was like okay so what you want to do now and like i said this was my first adult date i had no experience with this going out you know to dinner or a movie or a comedy show and then like having more plans for the nightlife yeah, totally foreign to me at the time, but I was a quick thinker, you know, so we were not far from uh, Lucky Lounge, which is a popular club at the time. It's now Sweet Food Lounge. But um, so I kind of thought on my feet and was like, hey, we can go to Lucky, you know, it's right up the street. And she's like, OK, yeah, that sounds fun. And so we did that. We went to Lucky Lounge. So now I'm paying to get in Lucky Lounge. 
um, paying for drinks at the bar. But like I said, I mean, we had a great time. Um, definitely one of the best dates I've ever been on. But like I said, it was an eye opener because I think when it was all said and done, I had spent about two hundred dollars that night. And I was like, oh, my God, is this what it means to date? And so, ladies, if you don't know, the reason that some of these guys are probably not trying to take you out on dates or these really nice, extravagant dates is because it costs to date, especially if you want to do something nice. I definitely think a guy should take a woman out and show her a good time and, you know, take her on some nice dates. But maybe not every single date has to be something that um, that expensive, that costly. You know, I don't know what kind of jobs you all have or had at um, 22 years old, but spending two hundred dollars, it was feasible, but it was still a big deal for me at the time. But definitely a good dating experience. I wouldn't change it for the world. I had a great time, but it opened my eyes to how much money you really could spend out here trying to find love, um, especially from a guy's perspective, at least. And to piggyback off that, actually, I would like to go into our second date. So as I told you guys, we went to Stone Mountain, uh, walked up the mountain on our first date, completely free. That's all we did. I think John had to go to work that night. So that's all we could do. It wasn't time for nothing else. I went home. Our second date was, and I had picked that. I told him, well, in my mind, I don't know if I told him, but I wanted to do something free. Again, we're getting to know each other. We're courting each other. I am one of those people who are very empathetic to other people's feelings and what they got going on. And I know for a fact, God did not make me a man because I'm too cheap to date. <laughs> definitely um i have a, a male friend who was telling me about some of the dates that he's been taking women on helicopter rides pont city market rooftop at pont city market he spends probably um like... hold on let me interject there now <laughs> the rooftop at pont city market is fairly new so what guy friend have you been talking to about uh, helicopter rides and Pont City Market? Because this had to be recent, and I have no idea who you're talking about. Moving on. Yeah. So go ahead, and, go ahead and tell on yourself some more now. So this guy probably spends about, like John said, like $200 plus a date. And he's not getting to the next level with these women. I don't know what the problem is, or I'm not going to say problem. problem. Depends on what you mean by the next level. I'm sure some of them at least giving it up going on these types of dates. I don't know. We didn't get that far in the conversation. But he's looking for love, and he hasn't found it yet. Mm -hmm. And I know he's told me the money, the kind of dates that he's been taking people on. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. What do you got, like, boogers in your nose or something? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, (laughs) But... So, because I'm really empathetic about those types of things, I always felt like it was, I mean, like, men dating, like John said, you got to, number one, if you ain't got a car, you got to go find a car. Your parents got either going to let you use it or you got to let your, ask your homeboy to use it, pay to use it, rent a car, whatever you got to do, you got to find a car. Gas, then you got to get the car washed, make sure the car clean, everything good, ain't nothing crazy in the car. You got to pay to get a car clean, find something to wear, smell good, look good, haircuts. Um, and then the woman gets in your car and where are we going? Oh, Burger King, not good enough. Applebee's not good enough. I want Ruth Chris. But you ain't planning on ever seeing him or speaking to him again because you already don't like the way he looked from the jump. Like, it's crazy to me. I just, I, that's yeah. why. I that is crazy. I'm not a man. That's why I'm not a man. To touch on the uh, the car situation, I mean, that's when you're in high school and stuff. We're 
talking a little bit more about after that. Now, personally, I feel like if you don't have a car, then maybe dating's not right for you at the time. I don't know what you're... Why are you looking like that? <laughs> got, yeah, priorities, priorities. But you know, I mean, ser- I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but yeah, seriously, priorities. priorities. Um, I mean, maybe if you live somewhere where you don't need a car. you don't need a car, then that's different. But you should be at a date then if you live somewhere you don't need a car without a car. So that shouldn't be an issue. But definitely, if you live in um, like an area we live in, if you're living outside of downtown, you're living just in Metro Atlanta. You got to have a car. Um, you need a car to get to work. You need a car to handle business. So I don't really think you should be trying to take nobody out on a date if you ain't got a car. Um, unless you got plenty of money to be renting them or whatever, you know, to do these days. <laughs> but um, so on our second date, John and I, we went to a park. I don't know. I guess I got a thing for parks. Uh, we went to a park, Centennial to be exact. I think that was my idea. That was his yeah. idea. I don't. I don't remember details. I don't think we had a plan. Uh, I think. We... I think the um from what I remember, and it's it's getting fuzzy for us, y'all, because it's so long ago. <laughs> but the park, I think, was my idea because I actually stole that idea from my best friend because he was telling me that that was one of the ways he used to do cheap dates. He would um, take girls to the park and they would either have a picnic or hang out there and then maybe go do something else downtown. So I know that that was my idea because I stole that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think I came up with the thing about going to the park. And I think that you maybe had mentioned the Ferris wheel. So at the park, I noticed I hadn't been on Skyview Atlanta yet. I think it was still might maybe fairly new at the time. Yeah. And um, it was dark out. So I figured it might be a nice something to do again, getting the conversation going, getting to know each other. Um, so I said I wanted to get on Skyview. John had said he'd already been on it before. At that point, again, me being the empathetic person that I am, I felt like, oh, if he's been on it, then I don't want to make him get on it. And them tickets are highly ridiculous. Um, I think they are a little expensive for what they are. I think fifteen dollars a person, yeah, somewhere or around something there, something like yeah. that. Definitely more than ten. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, what. So basically, I had volunteered to pay my own way to get on the Skyview. Now I know. All you women out there are looking in disgust right now with your <laughs> mouths open and your eyebrows raised. And I mean, like, hey, it is what it is. So, I, I did that a lot in my dating years. It didn't always work out for me, but I mean, this time it did. What, whatever. <laughs> and so that's what I was going to say when I said we was going to go back to your uh, your first date and you talking about the guy picking you up and picking the place and everything. I do think that you probably had a lot to do with that because when you got older, I think you were trying to control the situation and plan it all out because you're so sensitive to everyone else their situation their wants needs their finances all of that stuff so i think if you could have released you know like let go a little bit then maybe you would have found somebody to pick you up and take you on a date i remember our first date you drove to my house now granted i probably lived closer to stone mountain where we were going but i remember that you came and drove to my house did you drive to the park too to the um not to the park but to the um to stone mountain did you drive there no you drove to Stone Mountain. Oh, I- you just drove to my house. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's cool. I'm pretty sure I drove on that second date too. I think I drove to your house again, but yeah, yeah and when I drove downtown. Okay. But so I just wanted to. That's what I wanted to touch on. I think you had a lot to do with the guys not picking you up and you know doing that traditional thing. Now, I don't think it's all your fault. Uh, f- for those of you who don't know, obviously, when Dasha moved here. To go to school, she actually moved in with her father. I, that's what I was actually going to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she moved in with her father. She had been living with her mom for most of her life. So I can kind of understand not wanting a bunch of random guys showing up at your dad's house just for him to, you know, pick them apart, so to speak. Yeah, that's um, exactly why I drove to John's house because I didn't want 
to have to explain to my dad where I'm going, who I'm going with, and what I'm about to do, you know, with a stranger or whatever. So yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, so we went on Skyview, and then you know that was if you ever been on Skyview, you already know how it was. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then after that, we ended up at a restaurant and John did pick up the tab at the restaurant. Um, I said all that to say, again, we're not experts, we're not professionals, but I do feel like, and maybe John can agree or disagree with me, that was it maybe perhaps a relief to not feel so much pressure to spend $200 on this girl you just met at the bar on the first one it was definitely a relief but i think it may have worked against you a little bit and i'll explain why i do believe that too. yeah <laughs> i mean i think it worked against you uh my last couple of relationship experiences before you uh weren't the best experiences you know and they definitely won with a lot of girls who was willing to pick up a, pick up the tabs and you know take the lead and all that kind of stuff. Definitely weren't as considerate as you were. So for me, after meeting you, I meet this really nice girl. Seems like she got a good head on her shoulders and everything. We're starting to go out on these dates. And every time we go somewhere, she's offering to pay for stuff, you know? And so I'm not always letting her pay for it, but I'm letting her pay for some of it. And I'm kind of looking at it like, man, this karma is finally coming back around. I met somebody (laughs) nice who's willing to pick up a, you know, pick up a tab and pay for me, you know? And I think I got a little comfortable. I'll be honest. You know, at the time, I didn't realize this was the woman I was going to marry. You know, and so maybe I would have put a little more effort into, you know, playing that role that night in shining armor to be picking up all the tabs and doing things like that. But I was kind of looking at it as like, this is a relief and I'm lucky to have this because that's not the norm, you know, especially for that age range. Um, But so I think it worked against her a little bit because I got comfortable with her paying and it got to the point where I wasn't trying to plan the dates because she was planning them. And I wasn't worried about what I had to spend because I knew that she was spending if she had to. And don't get me wrong. I don't think I ever um, took advantage of her. And if I did, I didn't do it on purpose. Um, but it was just it was such a different situation. It was nice. You know, it was almost like the roles had reversed a little bit. And that was really uncommon. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you did it to me. I mean, you, yeah. you spoiled me a little I, bit. I tell people all the time, you know, the way I think I might have even read this in Steve Harvey's book, um, Think Like a Man. I, I don't know. Don't get me lying. But, I, you know, the way you start dating is the way that you have to continue to, the way that you can Absolutely. expect things to continue to go. Absolutely. If I made him pick me up from my dad's house, and to take me out on those dates, he would have been picking me up in my dad's house for everything, you know, got, you know, if he, if he could do it. If I had made him pay for me to get on Skyview and to go out to eat and to go to brunch and to go to the movies and everything that I wanted to do. And then me being an active person, I like to do stuff. I want to go to brunch. I want to go to the movies. I want to go to the shows. Right. I want to go to the Cirque du Soleil. I want to go to the Alvin Ailey, you know. Yeah, and I, I was going to say that. I was going to say that, too. Um, like you're saying, if you had to make me pay for everything, we probably wouldn't have went on as many dates. Um, and not that we went on a whole bunch of dates because we kind of got in our relationship super fast. Where our courting experience wasn't didn't last very long. Yeah, basically um, non-existent. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but... Yeah, if if you were the type of person who expected me to pay for everything, but you like to do a lot of stuff, it probably would have affected the frequency of, you know, how often we could do that stuff. Mm-hmm. For sure. There's no doubt about it. 
Uh, I mean, I was working, you know, don't get me wrong, but I didn't have a whole bunch of money. And I think know. I made more money than him at the time. At the time, yeah, she definitely made more money than me. And I, didn't, I wasn't sure if she did or didn't. And it wasn't a concern for me, really. But um, she definitely did make more money than me at the time. So that's cool. So we already kind of talked about what you were looking for on a date. How many dates do you think you have to go on before you can decide to be with somebody? Before, you know, like, okay, I want to be with this person. I want to take this to the next level. There is no number. Everybody is different. Everybody has different situations um, and different timings for things. Uh, just like it is, it's recommended that you wait 90 days before sleeping with somebody that works for some people and it works for others. Um, in our particular case, John and I, I think we met on December 11th and we went on, if that was a Saturday, we went to Stone Mountain on a Tuesday. We went to Centennial on that Friday or following Friday or Saturday. And then on the 25th, on, on Christmas, he asked me to come over and have breakfast with his family. And not just like mom and dad with his whole family. <laughs> it was his mom and his dad and his uncle and auntie and cousins and grandma and great grandma, like the whole shebang. And... I guess that went well. He felt comfortable. Um, I think I did a good job impressing everybody. And then he asked me to be his girlfriend. So that's what, three weeks we talking? Yeah. You know, I'm going to be honest with y'all what it was. <laughs> By this time, I had realized that she had that chick, you know? And I was just trying <laughs> to lock her down because she had that chick. Pretty, whatever. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. No, you know, our relationship, it was so different and... Um, so out of the norm, or at least what I thought was the norm at the time, that I was just so impressed. And I was kind of like, this is, this has got to be it. This is definitely where I should be, what I should be doing, who I should be doing it with. And right before I met Dasha, I was having a conversation with my dad because I was going through it with another female that I had been dating. And um, he told me, I asked him, I said, how do you know? How do you know when you met the one? Like, you know, what's the deal? I don't understand. I'm a nice guy, but I haven't been able to find the one. You know, I feel like I'm kind of getting stepped on out here. And he told me that he said, you'll just know. He said, it'll be easy. Everything should be easy. He said, that's why I liked your mom when we started dating. He said, you know, everything was easy. Nothing was overcomplicated. None of our dates, none of us hanging out, none of that kind of stuff. It was just easy. And, I, you know, I listened to that. And I kid you not, the next person I met and started dating was Dasha. And she made it easy. And so that's what it was. That's why it didn't take long for me to decide that you can ask a lot of our friends, you know, my friends, especially, they'll tell you like, oh, they knew as soon as we started hanging out that that's what was going to happen. You know, they were convinced from the beginning that me and Dasha were going to be an item. We were going to be a thing. Now, nobody probably knew how long it might last, <laughs> but I think everybody was convinced that that's the direction. That's the direction that we were uh, we were headed in for sure. No doubt about that agree with what John said uh, it's supposed to be easy and by easy obviously he doesn't mean you're not going to fight you're not going to argue you're not going to want to throw the iron at each other yeah, we definitely do that <laughs> iron everything yeah. all that but the number one thing like things that I noticed from John off rip like he said I was just coming out of some really sorry ass relationship excuse me um where I couldn't get things as simple as a text back. Mm -hmm. I'm texting you. You're not even texting me back. And I'm not crazy, y'all. Like, I don't mean an hour. I mean, like, I'm asking you a straight up question. You can't text back. You can't answer the phone. We blocking each other phone calls. We blocking each other on Facebook. 
we arguing i'm leaving your house crying i'm showing up to my daddy house crying in the morning like i can honestly say john has never made me like cry real tears i might have got some tears of frustration but it was never just him and and stuff that he was doing to me it would always be like a combination of things and then just you know boiling over kind of right um but just like we can't even I, I I just remember arguing with guys about just the dumbest stuff. Like I can't even believe I wasted so much energy on arguing about some of the things that I used to argue with people about. And and that's what he means by easy. Like when I text John, he texts me back when he can. You know what I mean? And if if he's not texting me back. It's because he's sleep or he is working or he is busy or driving. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like he looking at the phone like, fuck her. You know, like he's not doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think our, our match was just it was kind of, you know, meant to be because, you know, at the time I wasn't getting a whole bunch of text messages and phone calls from women, you know. So when I got one. I was responding, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I didn't, you know, at the time I didn't realize that that meant so much to her, but it did because she had been in those relationships where she was sending the texts and the calls and guys may have been ignoring her or not responding like she would have wanted to, you know? And so I think it was just meant to be, I think dating is important. Dating is important in relationships, but what's even more important is dating a person that has the same aspirations and goals as you when it comes to relationships if you just out here dating for fun and you just looking for fun, not really looking for a relationship, you need to date somebody who's looking for the same thing. I think that causes a lot of problems. You get a guy or girl who's looking for something serious and the other person is just out here having fun, you know, and that could definitely cause problems when you got guys out here spending, you know, two and three hundred dollars on dates like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're dating for fun, make that known, you know, make sure the other person understands that you're not looking for anything serious. You're just kind of dating for fun. Um, and if you are looking for something serious, they need to know that, too. That way you don't set yourself up for failure or disappointment. I think me and Dasha were both looking for something similar. Neither one of us were trying to get married tomorrow, but we both knew that we wanted a real relationship, something solid. Yeah. And uh, that's what we found. So I think that'll conclude our, <laughs> our first uh, episode, guys. Can I take you on a date? Dasha, can I take you on a date now? Uh, yeah, Waffles. Yeah, we are. We are both kind of hungry. <laughs> but um, thanks for rocking with us, guys. This has been tripping over the broom. Thank you for checking out tripping over the broom. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at tripping over the broom and Twitter at tov underscore podcast for more information about upcoming episodes. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. Subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes and SoundCloud. Any questions you would like us to answer or topics you want to discuss, send an email to trippingoverthebroom at gmail.com. Until next time, it's J5 and Dasha, and we're Tripping, tripping Over, over the, the Broom. broom.